What up, what up, what up, bitches? How's it hanging? How you doing? Happy Wednesday for those of y'all in the good U.S. of fucking A. Happy day before Thanksgiving. I'm sure you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off or maybe rather a turkey with your head cut off (laughs) because if you're anything like me, you're a last minute Betty and you're just trying to get it all done. But this year, this year I was like, fuck that noise. I am not going to be last minute dealing with the supermarket madness because we all know that it's insanity. So I, being the overachiever that I am, went Monday and got all my Thanksgiving shopping done after my five mile run. So I am calling that winner, winner, turkey dinner. And I feel like I am a bad bitch because ain't nobody can tell me nothing. Ain't nobody can tell me nothing when I feel on top of my shit. So I hope you're feeling like a bad bitch like me. And if you're not and you're out there dealing with the craziness, I pray for your sanity and patience because those are two things you, my friend, will need. And if you ain't cooking and you're just showing up to the shindig, well, good for you. How's it feel to be living my fucking dream? But anywho, I am really excited about this podcast episode. We are going to be talking all about navigating the holiday. Now, I know we have some listeners from all over the globe, right? We got a lot of Canadians that already had their Thanksgiving. Sorry, this episode's a day late and a dollar short. I know y'all's Thanksgiving was earlier. Um, And then we've got some from way out yonder, (laughs) all the way on the other side of the world. So, anywho, if this doesn't pertain to you in this time, save it. For the next time a holiday comes because holidays are always guaranteed to come. And that is a big thing with this journey, right? Like wanting to be healthier and watching what we eat and stuff like that. Like it's not a diet. It's not temporary. It's a lifestyle. It's something we're going to be doing for life. And so the quicker and the sooner we learn to navigate holidays and birthdays and all of these different situations, the quicker that we're going to be able to coast, right? Like stay consistent in everything. And if y'all listen to, I think it was the last episode where we talked all about protocols, that is really going to pertain to the topic that we are going to be discussing. So anywho, that's what we got to look forward to. Of course, I like to catch all up on my life, which, you know, there's not really much going on in my life. I'm still introverted as all get out. Don't really like to go talk to people in real life. But I did read some good books. So let's talk about that. Oh, also BT Dubs while I'm thinking about it. So a lot of y'all messaged me. I know I talked about it last week. A lot of y'all messaged me and were like, yes, we want a bonus podcast episode. We want to talk all things spicy romance. You got me into reading. I bought a Kindle, like all these things. First off, that's like the best fucking news ever. Like if I can transform one non-reader to a reader and let them see the beauty in books, like I feel like I deserve a pat on the back and a job well done because y'all, I'm telling you, once you start reading these books, mm, movies just don't hit the same way. Like you you watch a movie and you're like, where's the epilogue? I need to know where they're at. I need to know what they're doing five years later. And they don't do that, right? Or I need some inner dialogue. I need to know what they're thinking. But in fucking movies, they don't give you little bubbles with inner dialogue. So you just realize that books just, they just hit different. You know, they just hit different. Benny who, I say that long drawn out speech to say, 
I took everything into consideration. So everybody was like, yes, we want a bonus podcast episode. But also, I've had a lot of y'all wanting to join my book club. So if y'all know, I do a book club with my clients. So I run online health and fitness boot camps where within them, we have this amazing community, which is just full of badass bitches doing badass things. But I get not everybody wants to start working out to join a book club which I will say, I have had quite a few people join the book club saying, I wanted to be a part of the book club. So I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well get healthy too and start working out. And let me tell you, that just puts such a smile on my face. But I get it. Maybe you have your own fitness routine or maybe you have, you know, your own thing, but you still want to be a part of a book club with me and you still want to have a community of women that enjoy reading smutty, spicy romance novels with zero judgment. Well, I, my friends, have created the ultimate book club I know I know that was very extra but I am a very extra individual so you're just gonna have to get the fuck over it so sorry if I hurt your ear but anywho I've created the ultimate book club it's going to be the be that bitch virtual book club and we're gonna have two tiers so it's gonna be over on patreon so this way i can start you know giving you guys lots and lots of value but also start monetizing a little bit so there will be a monthly charge so we're gonna have two tiers we're gonna have the basic bitch and the bad bitch so this membership is all gonna be centered around like our romance novels our smutty romance novels we're gonna have two different tiers like i said the basic bitch which is gonna include like monthly reading graphics. You're gonna get access to both of the books that we have within the book club. So we're gonna read two books a month. Access to a private community, which is gonna be like a non-judgmental private community where you can ask any kind of questions. So this is where we're gonna be talking about the smutty romance novels or talking about sex or talking about, you know, anything we need to talk about pertaining to them. And yeah, so you'll also get more. And then if you go up a tier, so if you go to the bad bitch, you're gonna get access to two monthly, like bi-weekly video chats with me where we do like a virtual book club where we drink wine, we talk about the book and we shoot the shit. You'll also get access to like, live reviews from me so like I will go live and review every book I read so you'll get more in-depth reviews of my books and stuff like that I'm also working on getting some authors in there with us and a bunch of other different things we'll do some giveaways it's just gonna be a good fucking time like it's just gonna be a good fucking time so this will launch in 2023 I'm looking towards January I'm also working on getting merchandise to launch with this like our stickers and our hats that we're all been begging for um um, so everything is coming around. I just kind of wanted to put that in your ear to let you know that I hear you, I see you, and I'm working on it. Um, the two memberships will be either $3, and this is for like those people that don't read very often, or maybe they just want to like see what's going on. And then the $5 one, which is for like my avid readers who read as much as me, or you know, read at least five books a month, and are like really gung-ho for it. So anyways, more to come on that. I just kind of wanted to let you know where I was thinking and what direction we were gonna go with that, so you guys can get the most out of it and get prepared now let's talk about my reads for the month so so far this week I have read some really fucking good books but let me talk to you about my top pick of the week three count this book y'all I am not 
fucking kidding you. This book is going to live rent free in my mind till death do us part. Like it is, it was so good. So it's a friends with benefits situation. Um, they're in college. It's also a sports romance. So he's an MMA fighter. Um, y'all, when I tell you there is spas at the 8%. Woo! Yes, it's hot to Molly. And I will tell you, chapter eight will live rent free in my mind for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. So I would say this book is a really good cleanser book. Like, if you read a lot of heavy shit or a lot of stuff with like heavy plot, this book is gonna be really good, like, cleanse your palate it'll also be a really good book to get you out of a book slump so because it's like go 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 and there is no shortage of spice so he's an MMA fighter she is a photojournalist they're both like don't believe in committed relationships they both don't want them for their own personal reasons and the book follows them doing their like friends with benefits and watching their friendship flourish and then of course like any good friends with benefits situation somebody catches feels then you got the little drum drum and then everybody lives happily ever after I mean we know how it fucking ends but let me tell y'all what happens between the drum drum and the happily ever after and chapter eight just is gonna uh I'm telling you this book was the best book I have read all month and I have read some really good books. I mean, like I told y'all about the bootleg series, bootleg springs. When I tell y'all that that series owned me, it freaking owned me. It's six books. It's an investment. I ain't gonna lie. It's an investment. But wow, was that investment worth it? Like it just, it was so worth it. Um, I can't remember if I talked to y'all about brutal intentions. It's a mafia book with a stepdad and a stepdaughter. But granted, the stepdad's only like nine years older than the stepdaughter. The mama really went a cradle robbing, but uh, it's fuckery. Like, it's complete fuckery. Like, to the point where he sabotages her birth control because he's so obsessed with breeding her. Like, getting her impregnated. So, you know, if that doesn't fuck with your head, then do read it. You guys know me. I run towards triggers. I don't run away from them. The more triggers, the better. I like to collect that fucking shit like candy on Halloween. So, anyhow, those are my two top reads of the week. And yeah, I'm telling you, y'all, if you don't think you love reading, pick one of these books. Just do it. Just pick it. Like, pick three rounds by Nikki Castle, and I promise you, you will change your mind because, whoo, y'all, reading is so much fun. It's so good, and it's way better than porn. Like, because you can. <laughs> You don't have to hear the fake moaning and you can make this shit up in your mind and then take it to your husband and be like, let's do this. Come on, big daddy. Come on. Um, just kidding. I'm not into the daddy kink, but if that's your thing, no judgment. All right. So anyways, we're going to change this direction and go into talking all about holidays and navigating them and making sure that we enjoy them while also being conscious of our intentions. Alrighty, bitches, we are back and we are going to talk all about enjoying the holidays. I want to start this conversation off with letting you know that no one is where they are right now because they went too hard on a holiday. You are not the woman you are right now because you enjoyed your fucking holidays. Y'all, 
There are seven major holidays in the United States. Seven. Seven out of 365 fucking days. So you know what that means? There is 358 days left of the year. Seven of those days did not create the person that you are. So why do we spend so much fucking time stressing about how we eat during the holidays or what we put on our body or how we navigate them. Yes, I'm going to give you some helpful tips, but I am going to tell you this. Even if you say, fuck you, Allie, this is what I'm going to do with your tips and I'm going to throw them in the fucking garbage. You are still not going to deteriorate your entire journey. You're still not going to send it into catastrophic oblivion. That's not what happens, right? It's not what we do on the holiday, right? It's not the decisions we make on the holiday that will make or break our journey. It's the decisions we make following. It's the thoughts we choose to think. It's the mindset we choose to have. And it's the way we choose to proceed on the days after that will make or break your journey. So yes, I'm going to give you three helpful tips. I'm going to give you a different perspective. But even if you say, fuck you, Allie, I want to eat until I feel absolutely disgusting where I just want to throw up because that's literally the only thing I can feel like doing, then do it, boo-boo. You do you, right? But just know that however you proceed on Thanksgiving tomorrow, right? However you proceed is not going to make or break your journey. It's what we do the other 358 days that will make or break your journey, right? And I want you to also go into this, right? With the mindset of removing the food, right? Removing the food is not going to teach me anything, right? If you remove yourself from the food, you aren't fixing the core problem, which is, dun, 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 right? Drum roll, please. You're afraid of the food. You're afraid of the food because the food controls you. And that is what I'm trying to get us away from, right? I'm trying to get us away from the idea of the food controls me, of I can't resist the food because the food has some kind of power over me, whether it be emotionally, physiological, whatever the case may be, it has some kind of power over me. You control the food. The food does not control you. If you fix that shit, right? You fix being afraid of the food. You can be around all the foods you want and feel empowered because you know you are making the decision, not the food itself, right? So you can look at cookies or alcoholic beverages or, you know, mashed potatoes or any of the other food at Thanksgiving and not think they are making the decision. Rather, you are making the decision because at the end of the day, you are the one that decides what you pick up and put in your mouth. And so if we remove ourselves from the food, we would just remove the food from the situation, right? Maybe we're like, you know, I don't trust myself around the food, so I'm just not going to go. Well, that's the worst fucking thing you could ever possibly do, right? It's kind of like the person that I'm going to do keto, so I'm just like going to never be around carbs. I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm not going to have any in my house. I'm not going to do anything. Well, no fucking shit. You're going to fail the second you go out into the real world and start living because you did not address how you're going to resume life and live life without said carbs, right? That is what we're doing. I want us to learn how to navigate these things that are going to come around all the fucking time, right? Holidays going to come around every year. Birthdays every year. Weekends every week. You know, stress with work all the time. Like all of this shit comes. It's part of fucking life 
right? It's part of life. And if we spend so much time avoiding it and instead of learning to work through it, then guess what? Eventually our willpower is going to crack and we're going to find ourselves plummeting to a fucking pit of disaster. And that's not what we want because that, my friends, is not what gets you where you want to go. Oh my gosh, I'm thirsty after that rant. Remember, a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. And that is what we want to be, is we want to be a hydrated bitch. So I'm going to go into my three tips. The first tip, drink your fucking water. I know, I know we all drink a lot of alcohol on the holidays, especially if you're like me and you have a lot of family and it can be overwhelming to deal with said family and it's easier to deal with said family with a good buzz. I am not telling you to not drink your alcohol. Girlfriend, I bought three bottles of wine for Thanksgiving. What I am telling you is be an adult and drink your water in between your alcohol, right? Make sure when you wake up, you start chugging your water before you start chugging your mimosas. Make sure in between each alcoholic beverages, you have your water. Keep your hydro jug by you, right? If you don't have a hydro jug, I'm telling you, you need it. It's life-changing. Um, code Allie G10 gets you 10%. That's a shameless plug. I don't even fucking care. But like, keep water around you. I know. I know. You're probably like, it's hard for me to drink water. I'm so busy. I'm up cooking all the time. I'm going to say this the way I tell my clients. And, you know, it's probably not the nicest way. But you know me. I'm not the nicest person. I'm more of like a shoot it straight give it like it fucking is type of person. We're all adults, right? You're listening to this. You're a fucking adult, right? You can afford a phone to purchase, to be able to listen to this podcast or whatever the case may be. Hell, you might even be raising tiny humans. You might've trusted, been trusted by God himself to raise entire fucking humans. I am going to tell you like it is. You're an adult And part of being an adult means doing shit you don't fucking want to do because it's good for you, right? You go to work because you don't want to deal with the consequences of if you don't go to work. So how about we view drinking water the same way? What are the consequences if you don't drink enough water, right? You get dehydrated. You can start feeling like shit, right? Maybe you start eating too much because your body's trying to compensate for the lack of dehydration, all of these things. I am just going to tell you, be an adult and suck it up and drink fucking water. It literally takes zero effort to stick a straw in your mouth and suck. (laughs) I mean, I guess it does take a little bit of effort. Y'all, my mind just went total gutter. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. It takes literally zero effort. Like that is one of the easiest things you can do that is the most beneficial for you. So I don't want to hear the bullshit of why you can't drink water. I don't like the taste. I don't want to drink it. I forget. Yada, yada, yada. Suck it fucking up and drink your goddamn water. Like, I just don't know a nicer way to put it. I'm so sick and tired of people bitching about water when it's literally the easiest thing that we can do and it takes very little effort. It takes very little actual like going out and doing something to put the straw in your mouth and drink. Like I can understand people working out their adversity, right? Like you actually have to fit a big chunk of time into your life to work out. I get that. I can, I can sympathize with people struggling with that. I cannot sympathize with people struggling with water. You literally start drinking water and when you're shitting in your pants as a baby, like you can drink water now as an adult, just drink it. I know, I know that wasn't very nice, but at the end of the day, I don't want to hear you bitching. I just want you to drink water, drink water, be a kind human and don't be a dehydrated bitch because what do we say y'all? A hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. 
All right, so that's my spiel on water. Also, make sure when you're doing your Thanksgiving supper, prioritize protein, right? A lot of times, protein is not heavily prioritized. And if we prioritize protein, it's one of the most filling macronutrients. So if we prioritize our protein and making sure that we eat enough of that, we're going to get satisfied a lot quicker and full. And then make sure you eat a veggie. Uh, if you're like me, you're not a big, the biggest fan of veggies. Like it takes a lot of work for you to actually enjoy a veggie or, you know, it takes a lot of work for you to actually get yourself to eat a veggie, but just find yourself prioritizing protein and put a veggie on your plate. And then I don't care what else you put on your plate, but just make sure that you prioritize your proteins and you eat a veggie and y'all realize that whatever you do on this day is not going to fuck anything up. It's one day and it's meant to enjoy, right? It's meant to enjoy with family and friends and get to enjoy the foods that we love. Alrighty, number two, do you have your holiday protocol? So if you tuned in last week, we talked all about protocols, right? I talk about all the different protocols that I have for like my period or when I'm depressed or when I'm stressed or when I'm, you know, short on time or all these different things. What is your holiday protocol? What is your bare minimum that you can do on the holidays that will leave you feeling fulfilled, right? So for me, for example, my holiday protocol, what I made a commitment to five years ago to do every single holiday, right? Every single holiday, I made the commitment that I'm gonna drink my shake, my superfood shake. I'm gonna move my body for 30 minutes and I'm gonna drink a gallon of water. I made that commitment to myself five years ago and I have upheld it every single holiday because I thrive on control. I love my control. I, I just, I gravitate towards control. So I like to hold on tight to anything that I can control. And this is something that I can control in the midst of a holiday, which for example, Thanksgiving, right? It's a holiday where you're spending a lot of time doing stuff for others, right? You're cooking for others. You're traveling to other people's houses. You're you know, playing with the kids, maybe you're doing this or that or the other, whatever the case may be. For example, maybe Christmas, right? You're spending a lot of time helping the kids with their presents and all these things. You're doing a lot of shit for everybody else. What the fuck are you doing for yourself to show yourself that you matter even during the busy time, even when you're taking care of everybody else? You matter, right? Do something that is a vote for the person that you want to be. Who, what would your future self be doing on holidays? Would they be prioritizing their health? Would they be taking time out of that busy day to work out, to drink water, to be a kind human, right? And wouldn't you want to do something that your ideal self would do? So for example, on holidays, I wake up before all of my family. I know it fucking sucks, but guess what? I take a nap later, but I wake up before my entire family to make sure I pour into myself, that I get my workout in, that I get to sit there in peace and just woo-saw motherfucker until my family wakes up and it's balls to the wall, right? I do that, yes, it is an investment, right? It's not a sacrifice because I get something out of it. I get out of it what I put into it. I get joy. I get fulfillment. I get the feeling that I took care of me, right? I got something out of it. Sacrifices, you don't get anything out of. So I want you to change your mindset to say, this is an investment. I'm investing in myself. So I'm going to wake up a little earlier than my family and take care of myself. And then I'll go into all my motherly duties. It literally is that simple. And then you take a nap later after you're in a food coma with all the food that you ate. 
I don't care. But make sure you get up and start your day with water and movement. I promise you it will make all the difference because it will add intentionality to every single decision you make. Because I will tell you, subconsciously, if you wake up and you put nutrients in your body, which that's what my superfood shake is, and I move my body and get those endorphins going, intentionally all throughout the day or I guess unintentionally throughout the day, I make more intentional decisions, right? Intention, unintentionally throughout the day, I make more intentional decisions because I started the day with my best self in mind. So throughout the day, I'm making decisions for my best self. I'm making decisions that I can be proud of unintentionally, right? That is all the benefits of starting your day pouring into you. So what is your holiday protocol going to be? How are you going to make sure that you do a couple things that you can be proud of? Alrighty. And number three, I want you to know it is okay to go into the holidays being selective, meaning you aren't obligated to eat all the shit. Like, it's okay to be selective. I know we don't want to piss off our great aunt Sally, but you know what? Your great aunt Sally just might need to know that her peach cobbler ain't your favorite thing or her green bean casserole really makes you want to vomit. It's okay to not eat things that you are not looking forward to. Ask yourself this, right? What are some of the foods that you know are going to be at the holidays that are worth it to you, right? What are some foods that you find yourself looking forward to all year long because you know you only usually get them during the holidays? Is it like your uncle's ham or is it your mama's mashed potatoes or is it your daddy's turkey, right? Or is it, you know, the appetizers that come? I don't know, whatever the case may be. But what are those foods that you find that bring you joy, that you, that invoke a like nostalgic feeling that actually you find yourself looking forward to. Because the more that we eat foods that we're looking forward to, that evoke a positive feeling, right? The more likely we are to not feel bad and beat ourselves up over those foods because we know that they brought us joy. So I want you to go into these holidays knowing that it's okay to be selective. Eat more of the foods that you're looking forward to that bring you joy. So like, for example, for me, I love the stuffing. I love the mashed potatoes, but I'm not the biggest fan of the ham. So like, I'll skip the ham. I'll eat more of the turkey because I'm a turkey fan, right? And I'm not a big fan of sweet potato casserole. So I skip the sweet potato casserole. It's all about making these intentional decisions for your nutrition, which in return saves room for the foods that you truly do find worth it. So it's all about feeling the feelings and knowing what foods that you're really looking forward to and making those intentional decisions. But also maybe you know you love these foods, but you're somewhere that they don't really, you don't really know if they cook it the way you like or you're going to like the way they cook it. Start with smaller portions, right? Um, During our Thanksgiving, we are... I I don't know. I feel like this might be a redneck thing, but I don't know. Maybe other families do it, but we don't do like fine china and like tablescapes and all that shit. No, we do like the cafeteria lunch trays that you got in school that had all those little compartments. And let me tell you what game fucking changer, because every single one has little compartments where you can make sure you get little portions 
of all the foods and you can try them and savor them and taste them and then you'll know what it was worth it to you and go back and get more right that is the mindset we need to have it is always okay to go back and get more but start small start with smaller portions because you might find you'll eat something and be like mm, that wasn't actually what i wanted or mm, that wasn't actually that good and not go back and get more and not feel bad about wasting all these foods because what happens if you get a big serving of the mac and cheese and you find out they use gouda and you fucking hate gouda you feel obligated to eat that mac and cheese because you don't want to look like the asshole that wasted the food right this saves that entire thing and you eat the foods that bring you joy right so those are my three biggest tips um and i'll kind of go back over them the first one is drink your fucking water prioritize your protein, eat a veggie, and just realize that you're not going to fuck anything up by enjoying this one day. The second thing is, go. do you have a holiday protocol? Go into the holiday with your non-negotiables, making sure that you choose how to take care of yourself at the beginning, which will help lead a more intentional day. And then number three is go into it knowing that it's okay to be selective. Choose the foods that mean the most to you and that you find worth it for yourself. What are those foods that evoke positive emotions for you? So then at the end of the day, once you consume them, it just brings you joy, right? And I know these three things seem so small, but in the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, doing these three things, making more intentional decisions around the food will do so much more than trying to restrict and white knuckle your way through the holidays. Y'all, the holidays are meant to be enjoyed. They're meant to be savored. They're meant to evoke feelings. They're not meant to evoke these negative feelings where we want to fucking like run and hide from all the food because we don't trust ourselves, right? This is where we take our power back, where we realize and remind ourselves that the food does not control us, that we control the food. And that, you know, at the end of the day, I am the one that makes the final decisions on what I put in my mouth and what I don't. This is about you taking your control back and realizing that you control the food and the food can, does not control you. That at the end of the day, you get to make the final say and make the final decision on what goes into your mouth. And when we do that, when we take the control back, when we can look at the food and say, you don't own me, I own you. And I get to decide whether I consume you or not. I'm telling you, you will feel so much more in control of every single thing. And it won't matter what food is around that you will make intentional decisions with your best self in mind because you will only make the decisions around the food that you find worth it to consume right and because I am in the giving spirit I'm gonna give you my last idea right I'm gonna give you my last little rant because this pisses me off to no other and if I hear or see one of you bitches that I follow or that share this and have a post about this I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. You want to know something that irks me to no end. When I see somebody starving themselves to save the calories for Thanksgiving or to save the calories for their splurge or for the meal they're going, y'all, that is not what you do. You do not treat your body with that much 
hate. You do not starve yourself all fucking day to save calories for a meal because do you know what happens, right? I'm going to let you know. If you do this, you starve yourself all fucking day to save room for the calories that you're going to consume during Thanksgiving. What happens? What do we usually do? We're usually so far past hungry that we shovel the food into our pie holes so fucking fast that we don't get to savor it. We don't get to enjoy it. We don't get any kind of pleasure out of the meal other than seriously just putting in our body. But if we consume food throughout the day, right, we eat breakfast, we eat a nutritious breakfast, we eat a nutritious lunch, then by the time supper comes around, we can enjoy the foods. You do not need to save calories to eat your Thanksgiving. You don't have to earn any fucking thing, right? So please, do me a favor and still eat a nutritious breakfast, still eat a nutritious lunch. And then when you get to Thanksgiving supper, enjoy that supper, right? You don't starve yourself all day, every day to save room for a normal supper. No. So don't do that same thing for Thanksgiving. The more nutritious food we put in our body, the more likely we are to be able to savor and enjoy our meal without feeling the guilt. And if I see any of you bitches posting, working out right now to earn my supper, I'm going to fucking strangle you. You do not have to earn anything. You do not have to earn your food. You do not have to work out to make room or earn or anything like that. You don't have to burn X amount of calories so that you can enjoy your Thanksgiving supper. Fitness is not a punishment. Nutritious food is not a punishment. Do it because it's going to put you in a good fucking mood to deal with your family. Do it because it's going to make you feel like you prioritize your health. Do not do it to try to earn any calories for the food that you're consuming right? Y'all, you do not have to earn the meal that you will have. You don't. It's not how that is. So please, for all that is holy, do not give into the notion that you have to work out on Thanksgiving simply to earn the food. Do it because you want to take care of yourself and do not give into the peer pressure to starve yourself all fucking day. So you have room for supper. If you eat a nutritious breakfast and a nutritious lunch, you're still going to have room at supper time for Thanksgiving. That's not how that goes. You do not have to stock hold fucking calories. I used to do that when I was on Weight Watchers. I would literally starve myself all fucking day to save my points. Do you know how fucking traumatizing that is? Do you know how disordered that thinking is when it comes to food? Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. So please, for all that is good and holy, work out because you want to, not because you're earning it, and eat a breakfast. Okay, that is all we've got time for today. If this episode helped you, if you know that it could help somebody that's maybe on your Instagram or in your friend group, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Allie Griffith so I can share it and put a name to a listener. I really do appreciate it. And it helps the the podcast grow. Anybody that sees it on your Instagram can click it and go and follow us and listen along. Make sure that you do go leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes. That also helps. And I appreciate every single one of them. So anyhow, I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. I love y'all and I'll see you next Wednesday.